You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you weekend fantasy updates. Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stamfel, and Mike Florio. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. I'm Joe Galina, joined by Frankie Cheech Stample. You can follow Frank at Frank. Uh, it's it's Roto Frank. Roto underscore Frank. I knew it was something like that. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina. Pete Cosadori producing our show. And uh, hey, if you want to give us a call, you have any lineup questions, uh, start sit advice, 844-843-6879. You can tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. And Eric from Virginia called in. Uh, Eric, you there, buddy? Eric? He gone. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, there he is. What's up, Eric? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How y'all doing today? Doing great. How can we help you? That's great. Um, I have a couple. I just have two questions for y'all. Okay. Um, first question First question is standard. Um, Crowell or Tevin Coleman? And my second question is uh, to PPR. Um, I need one wide receiver and two flex out of these guys. Um, oh. Crowell, Powell, Jaquiz Rogers, Cohen, Crabtree, Crowder, Diggs, Thielen, and Cooper Cup. Wow. Okay. So the first question is either Tevin Coleman or Crowell, and you say it's a standard league, right? Yes, standard, yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't love the matchup for Crowell, but I'm still going to lean with him in a standard just because the touches are a little bit more guaranteed. We saw last week the yards per carry were not good, but he still got 20 touches in that game. He's uh, guaranteed a little bit more volume than Tevin, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he could have had a goal line touchdown too, but he mm-hmm. got vultured by Deshaun Kaiser. If he scored a touchdown in that game, I don't think we're as worried about him. Don't love the matchup against the Ravens, but those touches are just so much more guaranteed against the Tevin Coleman. So uh, I will go Crowell in the standard. And in the PPR, we have to choose one wide receiver and two flex out of Crowell, Powell, Rogers, Cohen, Crabtree, Crowder, Diggs, Thielen, <laughs> Cooper Cup. So <laughs> I have all these written down. I'm going to, I think Diggs is absolutely the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to choose two flexes in a PPR. Uh, out of the rest of these, I think Crabtree is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, the other one, I'm very close. I think I want one of the running backs between J- Jaquiz Rogers and Tariq Cohen. Uh, I will lean Jaquiz Rogers just yeah. just because. I mean, pretty good matchup against the Dolphins as well. Uh, Charles Sims probably going to be involved there, but we saw in the games where Jaquiz Rogers started last year got a lot of volume. There was one game where he had like 30, uh, 30 plus touches. So mm-hmm. um, I like him there. I think he can approach tw- approach approach 20 touches in a good matchup against the Dolphins. So the wide receiver digs, and then the two flexes, Crabtree and Jaquiz Rogers in a PPR. All right, Eric, uh, good luck. Thanks for calling in. Give us a call next week, and uh, we'll be back with more fantasy football on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update.
Sports Grid delivers sports news with a twist, including rumors, fantasy, and everything else fans love to read when they're supposed to be working. Come to SportsGrid.com for the other side of the story. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Frankie Cheek, Stanfall, everyone uh, working on their lineups feverishly as they should, right? I mean, it's a, getting uh, crunch time for week two, lots of action on Sunday, and we actually have a couple calls. Um, is it Joe from San Fran? Hello? Joe, is that you? Yes. It's me. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How you doing, Joe? All right, cool. How you doing? Uh, I have a question here. I'm in this uh, league, and it's uh, one point per rush, one point PPR, and you also get the bonus points, like 40-yard-plus touchdowns, you get five bonus points, 40-plus-yard plays, you get another five bonus points. And I have two questions about this league. Should I, uh, should I drop Jason Witten for Hunter Henry because Hunter Henry's on the waiver wire? And um, my second question is, should I drop Fat Rob for Alvin Kamara, and should I play him over Carlos Hyde? Yeah, Carlos Hyde has a bit of a tough uh, matchup, but uh, why don't we take the first one first. Uh, Frank, it's Hunter Henry. Or Jason Witten. Or Jason Witten. Yeah, I'm still going to lean in. I'm going to keep Jason Witten just because he was so involved in that first game. His, his targets and his receptions are just so much safer than uh, a Hunter Henry. And I, I love Hunter Henry in Dynasty Leagues, the long term. But the problem is Antonio Gates is still there, yes. and he's not going away. If an injury were to occur, however, I mean, I think Hunter Henry has legit, you know, top 10, maybe even like top 6, 7 tight end upside, but Antonio Gates is just not going away. You watch that first game, Hunter Henry wasn't even targeted. Mm-hmm. A lot of the plays where he was in, he was helping block because, you know, that offensive line is still not where they want it to be. So I have no problem keeping Jason Witten there uh, over a Hunter Henry. And the second question was, drop Rob Kelly for Alvin Kamara. This is a very interesting question because Rob Kelly is the starter for the Redskins, but he did not look great in Mm -hmm. week one. I'm probably still going to hold on to him just because he is a starting running back. I know that Chris Thompson is still going to get involved there, but look, you get one point per rush in Mm -hmm. this format as well. So, you know, there are going to be games where the Redskins are playing from ahead and game flow is going to dictate that Rob Kelly is still going to get 15 to 20 carries per game. And I like Alvin Kamara's upside, but... He's another guy who still has to compete with two other running backs. Right. I know he led the team in offensive pass, snaps. That's first offense as well. They are. I, I, I like him for the long term, very similar to a Hunter Especially Henry. Dynasty leagues as well. But look, Mark Ingram's just not going away. Mm-hmm. Adrian P- Peterson can, complained about his usage, so maybe they try and get him a little bit more involved. Uh, I think he's a more talented player than Rob Kelly, but based on this format and the fact that he is still the starting running back on that team, uh, I'm going to hold on to Jason Witten and Rob Kelly there. All right, thanks for the call, Joe. Good luck to you. Yeah, and our other caller, Thank you. our other caller is uh, Thomas from Nashville. Thomas, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. What's going on, buddy? Well, I got a question about Pierre Garcon because they're going up against Seattle. Yeah, and I was thinking that I might need to hold him out and maybe take a chance on Decker. Just want to know what you thought. You know, there I'm actually going to 
stick with Pierre Garçon in my lineup. We, we talked about the targets are still going to be there. They're going to be playing from behind, absolutely, Joe. Uh, so I think he could still get double-digit targets in this game. Maybe that limits his upside to, like, five for 60 or five for 50 yards but Eric Decker uh we spoke about the Jaguars defense very potent last week looked great against the Houston Texans uh they're very young very fast very talented they yeah. signed AJ Boye uh, which does not bode, bode well for the for the, the pass catchers uh for the Titans this week they have Jalen Ramsey who played well I know he's a little bit dinged up he's questionable for that game uh but if he plays those are just two you know pretty talented corners um and the, he has to, Eric Decker has to compete for targets with a Corey Davis with for a sure. Richard Matthews with a Delaney Walker and I know he got eight last week but that's because game flow uh, allowed them to they were mm-hmm. playing from behind and Marcus Mariota threw a ton of passes Probably more than we're going to see him do in most games. So uh, I lean Pierre Garçon because of the volume in that game. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Thank you for the call, and good luck to you. Call us again. All right, appreciate it. All right, anytime. So uh, that's some sound advice there, Frank. I try. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it here, Joey. Mm-hmm. You are. With you by my <laughs> side, my guy. <laughs> All right, so uh, do we want to uh, do a little fantasy football roulette? Maybe go over a couple more matchups? I like my croupier. He's he's ready. He's ready for action. It's All a right. little intro to that. <laughs> and it landed on Bills versus Panthers, Joe Galina. Bills, Panthers. So what'd you think of, of well what do you think about Cam Newton last week? I mean, they were limiting his uh, practice reps this week. I mean, uh, you know, is it going to be a couple weeks before uh he's fully recovered from that off-season surgery? Yeah, I think it's going to take a while, and I'm not surprised by what they did last week. They limited him to just 25 passing attempts. I think that could be a lot of what we're going to see out of him this week, too. Uh, they are playing at home this week. I think the they're going to be playing with a lead. I actually, you know who I think is a very sneaky play in this game? Jonathan Stewart. And I feel like, you know, once 61% again... 61% of their offense came on the ground last week. So, yep. I mean, that's a good call because between McCaffrey, between Stewart... And uh, limiting uh, Newton's reps. Yeah, and it's not bad. I brought Jonathan Stewart up last week, and I thought he was a sneaky play then too. People are forgetting just you know it was just one week. I know the the Jets didn't run well against the Buffalo Bills, but the Bills got absolutely torched by running backs mm-hmm. uh, just one season ago. I think from a game flow perspective, the Panthers are going to be playing with a lead in this game, which will lead to more carries and touches for one Jonathan Stewart. I actually have him ranked uh, inside my top twenty in standard this week. Uh, I know he didn't play as many offensive snaps as Christian McCaffrey in week one, but he still had more touches. So, mm-hmm. and, and we, you know, we got that quote from Ron Rivera about, you know, he doesn't want to wear out the batteries of one Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He is a, you know, a little bit of a smaller running back. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe we see more of an even split of offensive snaps this week. I do like Jonathan Stewart. I like both guys mm-hmm. as, as top 20 running backs this week in standard or PPR. I know it might sound crazy for Stewart, uh, but I just think that they're going to be playing with a lead and they're just going to have him run out the clock. I think he scores a touchdown again this week. Carson Palmer, I have uh, Cam Newton. I have him outside my top 12. Mm-hmm. Just don't think the volume's going to be there. And right. you know, Just back to the game flow, I think they're going to be playing with a lead. I think Kelvin Benjamin's a, a high-end wide receiver three this week. Uh, Greg Olson, I mean, you drafted him fourth or fifth round. You're still starting yeah, him. Yeah, you have to start him every week. And McCaffrey did exactly kind of what we expected him to do is 
have value in PPR leagues. Seven targets, five catches, 38 yards, 47 yards on the ground. So, uh, But John, like we had said leading up to the season, Jonathan Stewart not going anywhere. What about on the Bills side? I mean, you know, Tyrod Taylor, mobile quarterback, uh, but last season Panthers tied for ha- giving up the fewest rushing yards to quarterbacks. That uh, was 117. I mean, uh, and you have... Uh, an issue with LaShawn McCoy, a little groin soreness. And, and, you know, Tolbert, actually, Mike Tolbert, fullback, is going to have a role as his backup. Yeah, I mean, in deeper leagues. We're talking about, like, for example, the Scotty Fishbowl. If you want to take a shot, like, in a deeper league Mm -hmm. and just seeing if uh, Mike Tolbert can score a touchdown this week in, I guess, the revenge game against the Carolina Panthers, Mm -hmm. he's a very, very deep option. LaShawn McCoy still in your lineup regardless. I know he's a little bit banged up. Uh... Even if they're playing from behind, he's going to be on the field. He's going to be catching passes. Tyrod Taylor, you're right. This isn't a great matchup for him because uh, if they want to just kind of set out a QB spy, who better to do so than a Luke Keekley in this right, matchup? Right. Uh, so maybe that, that brings down his rushing floor just a little bit. Uh, but if we're expecting the Bills to play from behind, that means Tyrod Taylor could probably put up some production in this game. I haven't ranked as QB 14 this week. I would start him over Eli Manning, Palmer, you know, everyone's favorite waiver wire pickups, Alex Smith, Sam Bradford. I'm starting mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor over those guys. Don't really like any of the wide receivers on the Bills side. I want to see someone kind of establish himself still. Really? Charles Clay. Option. I was just going to say, Charles Clay. Panthers gave up second most touchdowns to tight ends last season. Fourth highest fantasy points per game to tight ends as well last year. The defense hasn't changed that much. Uh, Clay, when healthy, he's a good option for Taylor, right? I mean, he's his most familiar passing uh, receiving option, right? I've been banging on the table for Charles Clay for a while, Joe. We were doing fantasy first look last year, and I was saying it's about time. And then all of a sudden he shows up on the injury report this week. Uh, I think it was his shoulder this time, but now he practiced in fulls. He's uh, good. He's a tight end one this week. He's a low-end tight end one. I mean, he saw a large majority of the targets last week. Um, so I think those are the yeah, guys. I think who, he led the team. Yeah, nine. he led the team. Yeah, he had a an over thirty percent target share, which was his highest mark, higher than any single game target share he had in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So if this is what Rick Dennison is going to do with this offense, is get Charles Clay involved, sign me up. Yeah. I, I want I want to get involved there. Yeah, Clay's probably available He's very talented, on a lot man. of uh, waiver wires. Yeah, we uh, you know in GST we picked him up for fifty bucks, and mm-hmm. that's just to have him as an insurance policy. I mean, we didn't necessarily need him, but we have Kyle Rudolph. But I mean, he's going to be involved here. He can end up leading this team as long as he's healthy on a game to game basis per game. Mm-hmm. He can end up leading this team in targets. Yep, yep. All right. So uh, what are we going to talk about next? It depends on our croupier. We're doing fantasy football roulette, and we're Looking at some of your matchups and lineup decisions for week two of fantasy football. We'll be right back with more weekend fantasy update. SportsGrid delivers sports news with a twist, including rumors, fantasy, and everything else fans love to read when they're supposed to be working. Come to SportsGrid.com for the other side of the story. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. You're all like us 
getting your lineups ready for week two of fantasy football. Joe Galina, Frank Stanfo here. Pete Cotsidori producing our show. We have a caller. John from Washington has a, a question or two for us, Frank. That's right. Are you there, buddy? How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Two questions. First one. Jonathan Stewart or Golden Tate in the flex? Is that Second st- question. Is that standard or PPR, that first one? The standard league. I got two different leagues I'm asking about. Both standard. Okay. Okay, second question. The, the question is Chris Hogan versus Emmanuel Sanders, but the issue I got is I got Tom Brady at quarterback, and I also have uh, Brandon Cook at wide receiver. And I also have Gillisley as one of my running backs, so I got a Gillisley versus Powell question as mm-hmm. well. And should I stack those guys against the Saints, Saints and potentially put Hogan and uh, and Cooks in there at the same time? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, Frank. All right, so let's go in order here. Jay Stu versus Golden Tate, and I was just talking up Jay Stu. Mm-hmm. I'm going with him in a standard. Uh, like I said, I think he could get 18 to 20 touches in this game. I think he could score a touchdown, maybe even two. Uh, I love Golden Tate, but his value is much better in a PPR and has a little bit of a tougher matchup against yeah. the New York Giants the on Monday Giants night. Giants defense last week kept him in that game. Yeah, so. yeah. So I'll go Jay Stu for that first question. I know this. This is crazy. I'm going all Pats. I'm starting all pats. Brady, uh, leave Gillisley in your lineup over Powell. Don't overthink it here. Legitimately, they're going up against the New Orleans Saints. Look at what the Minnesota Vikings just did. Even if a Chris Hogan or Brandon Cooks doesn't score a touchdown, Diggs scored two touchdowns at wide receiver position for the Vikings last week, and Adam Thielen kind of complimented that with 150 yards receiving. I could see something very similar between the two, uh, Chris Hogan and... Um, Brandon Cook in that game. And the only that, thing that scares me is Gronk, because he's going to have his, his fair share as well. That's true, but look, mm-hmm. if, we, if we like all these options this week, we're talking them all up, we like Tom Brady, he could legitimately go out and throw four or five touchdowns. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. They've had a week bit. and a half to stew over that first loss, right? Yeah, and you know that, especially mm-hmm. if they're coming off a loss, they're going to be hot, they're going to be fired up. Uh, and in a, a standard two, Gillisley is just so much more likely to score a touchdown than a Bilal Powell. I'm stacking all Patriots in that game. Like I mentioned, 56 points over under. It is the highest total this week, according to Vegas, so they're expecting a lot of points as well. I think it's a shootout. I'm starting all of them, Joe. There you go. Okay. John, thanks for calling in. Thanks, man. All right. Good luck to you, buddy. Love the show. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. So uh, do we uh, get our croupier involved? Depends. Do you want me involved? Dude, we want you... Come on. You Just know asking. we love you. All right. Yeah, send the bartender over here, too. Yeah, where's my Johnny Black on the rocks from last week? We're still waiting here. Come on, Listen, I, I, I take pride in my work. It takes a little bit to get there. <laughs> I really roll the ball, so it takes yeah. a little bit, so bear with me here. <laughs> there it is. That's a okay. good roll. And yeah. Bears versus Bucks this week. The long-awaited... Yeah. First game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, Joey. Here's what I'll say. I think Jameis Winston is a top seven quarterback play yeah. this week. Yeah, I, I do a start-sit article for the Fantasy Sports Network. It, it's uh, syndicated by AP, and he was my quarterback start of the week. I like Winston this week. 
Yeah, we spoke a little bit about uh, Jaquiz Rogers earlier on in the show. Look, this is why you drafted him, so you could play him in these matchups while Doug Martin is still suspended. Uh, could see 20-plus touches in that game. Uh, Bears' defense isn't great. They just lost Jarrell Freeman, who was arguably you know their best defensive player at the linebacker position. So there could be even more for Jaquiz Rogers, more production available. Mike Evans, obviously a slam dunk. We're talking Winston, right? You, you mentioned Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, Jaquiz yeah, Rodgers. Yeah. Jameis Winston, yeah. I, I think he's a top seven quarterback this mm-hmm. week. Uh, Rodgers I have inside my top 20 mm-hmm. at the running back position. Um, and then Mike Evans, obviously, in your lineup. Deshaun Jackson is a guy who, a little bit boomer bust. He's in that wide receiver I three see range. see what, what Winston does with him this week. I mean, he's perfect uh, opportunity. I mean, uh, the Bears ranked as the uh, third worst pass defense by uh, pro football focus heading into the season. Gave up 321 yards in week one, so could be a could be a, a, a bonanza for the <laughs> Bucks passing game. And I know it wasn't a wide receiver; it was a tight end. But they gave up two huge plays to Austin Hooper last week. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe Deshaun Jackson could do a little bit of that. There's just going to be so much defensive attention on trying to stop Mike Evans. You know, trying to slow down Jaquiz Rogers as well. I just think maybe Deshaun Jackson. All you need from him is one big play. If he gives mm-hmm. you a 40-yard touchdown, 50-yard touchdown. That's 10, 11 points in a standard and pretty much pays off as a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs that one big play. The problem is there's not going to be enough to go around for everybody. And I also kind of like Cameron Brait in this game. Everything we've heard about in the preseason is that Jordan How- uh, Jordan Howard, O.J. Howard, to start the year is going to be more of a blocking tight end. Maybe he'll kind of you know uh, get worked in as the season goes on. Uh, but you look at... What the Bears did last year, they allowed um, they allowed six touchdowns to opposing tight ends last year. So I think Cameron Bray is a sneaky one, uh, probably just outside the tight end one discussion this week. Um, but yeah, those are the guys that I like on the Bucks side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, we should bring up, yeah. is a little bit banged up. Uh, he is questionable, but I think he is going to play in that yeah. game. He's going to play, could be a little limited, but uh, that might mean even more... Uh, value for the hottest pickup on waivers this week for Tariq Cohen. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get at. Uh, in in PPR, I think he's a top twenty four running back mm-hmm. this week. You know, I would start him over an Isaiah Crowell. I know it's bold, but uh, they don't have wide receiver options there. They're going to be working with uh, Kendall Wright. I mean, Josh Bellamy. Marcus Wheaton, not 100% healthy yet. They have some tight ends there, but really they're not going to throw a lot to the outside or to those wide receivers or downfield. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a lot of short passes going to Tariq Cohen's way once again. I've said it on Fantasy BFFs. I think his floor in a PPR is 9 or 10 points every single week. I Mm -hmm. can see him getting 50, 60 total yards and 3 or 4 receptions, and that provides a very safe floor in your flex position. Uh... Every single week in a PPR. So if Jordan Howard, especially if he is a little bit limited, maybe we see a couple more carries for Tariq Cohen. I don't want to overvalue him because now teams are actually going to try and game plan against him. Yep. Uh, the Fal- And we have to mention the Falcons gave up the most receptions to running backs last year. Mm-hmm. And that was who he was playing in week one. Right. So it's no surprise that he had a big game. Uh, but I still do like this matchup in week one for Tariq Cohen. Top 24 running back in PPR. Uh, top 30 in standard. All right. Um, Are you starting at Kendall Wright, Zach Miller? Probably not. not. If I if I could avoid it, I'm going to avoid it. No, it's not. They're not two players that I'm 
I'm focused on. I think the Buccaneers' defense is a little bit sneaky, though, too. Mm-hmm. They have they they have some talent there. Uh, ideally, I think I want to see them do it for one game. But I mean, if there is a game that maybe you want to take a chance, uh, it is against the Chicago Bears. Mike Lennon. They don't have a ton of options. We just went through all that. They don't have a lot of talent on offense. So you know, maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could make a few plays here. It is the revenge game for Mike Lennon, but I, I don't think you want to start him. Anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid of him. But should we uh, ro- roll again? Croupier, where are you? Patriots versus the Saints. Yeah, I'll just. I, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you read that one, Joey. Mm-hmm. That is. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points. We continuously talk about yeah. it. Highest point total of the week, 56 points over under. Uh, Vegas is expecting even more so than the Falcons and Packers, where there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game as well. The guys who I will say I think are must-starts in this matchup, obviously Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, that goes without saying. Mark Ingram I love as a uh, very solid RB2 in both standard and PPR uh, the Patriots got torched by Kareem Hunt last week. Dante Hightower is not going to play in this game once again. Uh, and that's very important because after he went out in that game, that's when we saw even more production from Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that 76-yard reception over the middle, Dante Hightower was not in on that on that play. I mean, he was already out of the game. So Hightower is very important in the run-stopping defense of the New England Patriots. And if he is not playing... That's going to open up some stuff for uh, Mark Ingram. So I think he is a must-start. And then kind of on the fringe, I think Ted Ginn is a solid uh, wide receiver three. I have him in that you know 32-33 range this week. Um, Alvin Kamara, I think a sneaky flex in deeper leagues. I'm talking yeah. like 14-teamers. 12-team, I don't want to get him in there yet. Yeah, but if there's ever a week... have to be a deep league. If there's uh, ever a week, league, you know, yeah. I mean, there's going to be just so many points scored. I think mm-hmm. Kamara is a little bit sneaky, but yeah, probably 14-team leagues are deeper. How much more action does Adrian Peterson see? I mean... That's the question everyone yeah. wants to know, right? Like, he's saying, oh, I didn't sign up for nine offensive snaps. But let's be honest. I mean, nobody else wanted to sign you. Right. Like... You had a whole preseason or a whole offseason where you know we heard that AP was meeting with teams. Nobody took a chance on him. The New Orleans Saints, and it wasn't an ideal situation, was the only team to take a chance on him. So, I mean, maybe this is just kind of the back end of AP's career, and he's just you know an afterthought who doesn't get involved all that much. But it, it is a good question. How much of an uptick is he going to see in this game? I, I don't think... Anybody knows the answer to that, and I wouldn't feel safe starting him anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. even a 14-16 team league, I think there are other options that you could find. Even flex, uh, I just, I'm staying away from Adrian Peterson yeah. this week. Well, the Saints surrendered the most passing yards in the NFL last season, and uh, a caller had asked about Chris Hogan. He led uh, Patriots wide receivers in snaps with 73 last week. Uh, Danny Amendola looked good, but... He does what he always does. He gets hurt. He's out. <laughs> He's yep. out with the uh, concussion protocol. So I will say Rex Burkhead and James White. Obviously, you're starting as many Patriots as you can. Well, Rex Burkhead and James White, leaks, right? Very sneaky. Mm-hmm. I think low end RB two flex options for those two this week against the New Orleans Saints. Keep your leagues there. Yes, definitely. All right. We'll be back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore. 
but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, Frankie Cheech, Stanford, Pete Considori producing our show. And uh, we're getting you ready for week two. The meat of week two, right? Pete's working hard, man. I mean, this guy, he's producing shows. He's uh, he's bartending. He's a croupier. <laughs> he's, he's working the roulette table. He's he, working on his next hit. He's you know, bartending. <laughs> he's working on his next hit. I mean, this guy is a man of many talents. Yes, he is. He's got a mean slap shot as well, I've heard. Oh, yeah. I mean, And in his <laughs> off time, I don't know when that is, yeah. he's a freaking hockey player. Yeah, last Sunday he, he you know did the fantasy uh, live show with uh, Chris Meany from four thirty. It starts at one with uh, Maddie Wall Street, Modica, and George Kurtz and Pete. But Pete was here from like seven thirty in the morning. Then he went when he left here. He was playing hockey. So gotta... it was a, fulfill, a fulfilling day. It really was. Man did of, you win? Man of many talents. Uh, did we win? Yes, we did. Oh, we good. Won. Okay, yeah. very good. All right. While we got you here, uh, fire up that table. You fire up it. that roulette table. You got it. All right. So while the spin is going, I mean, you got to love Marshawn Lynch's <laughs> matchup this week, no? This is going to be full beast mode this week, no? Against the Jets? I mean, you looked good last week, too. Joe, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Look who we just wow. got on the roulette table. And, and the pick, Jets versus the Raiders. That is amazing. Yes, I mean, I'm very high on, on Lynch uh, for this week. I mean, it's not hard to be very high on him. But I, I liked what I saw from him last week. Uh, ran for yards after the catch, uh, ran over a 300-pound defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, I have him. Uh, forced five missed tackles, uh, which was tied for fourth most in week one. I mean, I, I think I was kind of high on him like uh, in preseason. I didn't like where he was going as the season uh, got closer, like he was going sometimes in the second and third round. thought that was too early, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, of uh, of the BFFs, me, Michael Florio, and Greg Sussman, uh, I was the highest of the bunch. I didn't, I, and I didn't love him. I didn't actually end up with him on any one of my teams. I just thought in a standard league, he's probably going to score so many touchdowns that it warranted him being drafted as a, a mid to late third round pick, mm-hmm. and then in PPR maybe a fourth round pick. I've seen drafts where he slipped into the fifth round pick of PPR drafts. Thought that was a slam dunk. Uh, still, for the longevity of the season, I am a, I am a little bit yeah. worried. You, um, you want to probably have a Washington on your roster at some point, just in case that Lynch slows down. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Washington is his backup, or Jalen Rashard, but it looks like Washington's going to be the guy, right? Yeah, uh, but Marshall Lynch slam dunk start mm-hmm. this week. I think in, in cash games on DFS, he's a great play as well. Have him ranked as my third running back of the week, only behind Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, you can about- argue that he should be number one this week, yeah. to be honest. Uh, the Jets just got torched by LaShawn McCoy right. and Mike Tolbert. Both of those guys ran well. Uh, Mike Tolbert, I believe, got in the end zone as well. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, I 
I could see his first game with the Oakland Raiders in Oakland yeah. in a game where they're yeah. playing from ahead. You know, maybe we don't see him in the fourth quarter because they're winning by so much, uh, but he's still probably going to get 18 to 20 carries. I could see him scoring one, two, maybe even three touchdowns, and it's going to be raining Skittles in Oakland. Who's my favorite new fantasy football player? Your favorite new fantasy football Uh-oh. Oh, Giorgio <laughs> Tavecchio. He's part of the family. He's got a vowel at the end of that name. Four field goals. It, it doesn't get much more Italian than that. You know, I'm just going to come out and say Giorgio. it. Giorgio Tavecchio. Oakland I mean, Raiders uh, place kicker. That's pretty He cool. went out and who? Sebastian Janikowski who? This yeah, guy was banging right. 50-yard field goals out like it was nothing. So um, let's take a look at the Jets side real quick, and maybe we could get to at least another game. Yes. Uh, not much to love here, obviously. Jermaine Curse, nine targets last week, seven receptions, 59 yards. Start nobody. Yeah, start nobody. Yeah. Start all Raiders. When start is, no Jets. Paul Powell a, is a— Elijah Maguire, I mean, when's he going to start? I mean, you have uh, Forte and Powell, two guys, you know, 29 to 31 years old. Yeah. I mean, look, the Jets are going to be bad this year. They might as well see what they have in Elijah Maguire. Yeah, I mean, second half of the season mm-hmm. when Christian Hackenberg is in there, maybe we mm-hmm. see some Maguire. But because a guy like Hackenberg might be in there, it just doesn't provide much value either way. So, I mean, Elijah Maguire, I guess he's a name on scouting, uh, like on your scout teams, but realistically, you're never going to want to use him. Hey, hey, no. The only but just somebody just that you should familiarize yourself as a possible guy who's going to get some carries later on in the season. The only possible play in this game is Bilal Powell as a flex in a PPR league. He's not even an RB2. Uh, I have him ranked in the 30s at running back this week. If I just think if they're playing from behind, maybe he goes out there and gets a couple of reception, maybe gets a garbage time touchdown. I don't like Forte. I don't like Robbie Anderson. Uh, I, I don't like a Jermaine Curse. Maybe he has a safe floor in a hmm. PPR, but it's still Josh McCown throwing him the ball. Yeah. I will say on the Raiders' side of the ball, I think a deeper league tight end this week, sneaky option, Jared Cook. He yeah. caught all five of his targets in mm-hmm. week one. He had 50 yards, uh, and we just saw the Jets get you know manhandled by Charles, Charles Clay. Clay yeah. So he scored a touchdown, should have had two. Mm-hmm. One went through his hands that ended up being an interception. So, I mean, maybe Jared Cook gets an end zone target or a couple of red zone targets in this game. So I think he's a sneaky, sneaky high-end tight end, too, this week. Good call. It's enough Croupier. of this game. Yeah, Croupier. So, talk about who I'm high on. How about Kirk Cousins? I'm a little down on him. What would you think last week? Uh, him and Pryor didn't seem to be on the same page. Uh, I think there are going to be better days ahead. They didn't have the greatest preseason together. I, I think it's going to... Uh, it's going to take some time. And Kirk um, Cousins faces a Wade Phillips-led Rams defense. I mean, let's not get too far out of ourselves, but I don't know. Uh, I am a little worried about mm-hmm. him You know, going to the West Coast. That game is in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. All right, so yeah, him traveling to the West Coast. And not only that, Sean McVay was his quarterback's coach uh, or offensive coordinator last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he knows the tendencies of Kirk Cousins. That's stuff that he can reveal uh, to the defense, and you know they, can, they know what to look for in that game. So mm-hmm. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a slam dunk this week. I have him as my QB 12. He's a back-end starter for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but you know they might be playing from behind in this game. They still have great weapons uh, in a Terrell Pryor, Imagine Crowder. Imagine we're talking about a Rams-Redskins. Matchup and thinking that the Redskins <laughs> might be playing for Bob. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and that there's actually going to be a bizarre world. Is this? there's going to be points scored <laughs> yeah. on both uh, both sides in this game? But mm-hmm. I like you know it, it's a good question because mm-hmm. 
The Rams defense played well in week one. Yeah. Granted, it was the Colts, but they're getting Aaron Donald back as right. well. I mean, the secondary played very well. Tremaine Johnson is a guy that you have to pay attention to. Maybe he follows around a Terrell Pryor. Uh, so there is cause for some concern. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy starting Johnson's him. still like a game-time decision. Yeah. Uh, Crowder, Jameson Crowder, looks like he'll play, but he has that hip flexor that might limit him a little bit. Jordan Reed, he could... You know, just make a move, and then all of a sudden, his toe—he's <laughs> got a fractured toe. He's dealing with. But, yeah, and he, right. and he said he's quote a little rusty. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's going to happen when you know you don't play much in the preseason yeah. or training camp. And come on, Reed, you, know, you got a fractured come toe. Come on, Reed. So, uh, Croupier, who did he pick? The Dolphins and the Chargers. So, the another one of the teams that um, that didn't get to play in Week One because of that by the Dolphins. Uh, I'll say on that side of the ball, Jay Ajayi. Little bit banged up this yeah. week. We heard about the knee, which is weird because he didn't even have a game in week one. Yeah, it was interesting when he and Landry were on the injury report. They didn't even play. Exactly. What, what'd you do? You know, in your off. Wait, you jumping, <laughs> jumping on your trampoline <laughs> on your bye week? What were you doing? So, a little bit concerning, especially with a Jai. We knew that he had knee mm-hmm. injuries coming out of college. So, bone maybe, on bone. Maybe he has a, a, a big week one. I don't want to automatically just say sell high, but. Damn, I mean, if you're reading about the knee already and he hasn't even played yet, it is definitely a little I bit I drafted worrisome. him in a league, and of course... You I love the Jai yeah, coming in, yeah. boy. I, I drafted him late first round, but I made sure that I picked up Kenyon Drake. And look, if, if Kenyon Drake is still on your uh, waiver wire and you're an Ajayi owner, hurry up and get him. Just, just for insurance. You always want to insure that first round pick. Yeah, what I wanted to bring up here in this game is the fact that Jason Verrett has already been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very strong cornerback play from him for the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that bodes very well for one Devontae Parker, yeah. who we're expecting big production out of this year. He's still probably going to see Casey Hayward, who is a, a very good cornerback, mm-hmm. not to the level that Jason Verrett is. Uh, but I think that you know there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game as mm-hmm. well. Devontae Parker could be force-fed some targets. Landry, I have him more as a wide receiver three in PPR. Probably don't really want to get him in your lineup in a standard league. Uh, Devontae Parker, yeah, uh, with this news of no Jason Verrett, I have him inside my top 24 at wide receiver. I think he's a low-end uh, wide receiver two this week, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sneaky play on uh, Julius Thomas? Tight end uh, for the Dolphins? If you're desperate, I have him in that same range <laughs> as uh, like a Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. I like Jared Cook a little bit more this week. Mm-hmm. I like a guy like Cameron Brait a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's right around there. He's like the 15th, 16th tight end I would want on my roster this week. So if you're in one of those deeper leagues, uh, I think that's something you can look at. Phillip Rivers, love him this week. Very, very similar to J- uh, James Winston. I have him inside my top seven. And, you know, if I like Phillip Rivers, that means I love Keenan Allen this week. Uh, the Dolphins secondary is not very good. Um, Tyrell Williams, I think, is a, a very, very solid and safe wide receiver three this week. He got a lot of targets mm-hmm. just one week ago, and that was against a potent and Denver Broncos and secondary. Keenan Allen survived week one. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, Joe, let's give him, let's give him a, there you go. a round of applause. Keenan Allen. Allen, he still has his ACL, still has <laughs> his, uh, his kidney for now. So, yeah. yeah, you know, we give him a round of applause, get him in your lineup. Avoid... Both Chargers tight ends. You, mm-hmm. you just don't want to mess with that situation. The guys to target here are Keenan Allen, Tyra Williams, both in your lineup. Melvin Gordon, obvious slam dunk. Love the matchup for one Phil Rivers. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, we got a couple calls regarding uh, the Seahawks matchup against San Francisco. So in the last minute, we have Carlos Hyde. Are you fading him this week? Don't love him. Very mm-hmm. similar to me for an Isaiah Crowell, who I think talented for the. 
the entire season as a whole, but just really do not like in this matchup. I know last year he had a big game against the Seahawks. That was all in garbage time with mm-hmm. the 49ers trailing with a Chip Kelly. Right. Completely different uh, offensive uh, mindset now, a different coaching staff with Kyle Shanahan there. If they're losing big, I'm not sure that they have Carlos Hyde in that game, so I'm fading him this week, Joe. Gotcha. Okay. And when we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we'll go over our DKMS DFS lineups. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend. Fantasy Update. This is Tony Sicano from the Lineup Lock Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network, FNTSY.com slash radio. You can join 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday with my man, Dane Martinez. That's right, Dane Martinez, now part of the Lineup Lock Show, because if you're going to have a Lineup Lock Show and you need stats, why not get the spittin' statistician? And of course, our goal and our mission will be the same, to provide you all the best information so you and your family are not eating ramen noodles. And, of course, bring you a couple laughs. So if you are eating ramen noodles, it's by choice. And you're spinning them all over your clothes. And then you don't go outside the house so you can put in more DFS lineups. That's the Lineup Lock Show brought to you by the folks at DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Frankie Cheech, Stanford, Pete Considori producing our show. I want to remind you that uh, following our show here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you can hear Al Melchior and Fan Rag Fantasy Baseball. And I also want to remind you that the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is teaming up with DKMS and Fantasy Draft in the fight against blood cancer. Just head over to rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. Uh, you could learn about the fight against blood cancer, learn how to become a, a blood marrow donor. You could also uh, contribute, make a, a cash donation uh, to help eradicate the disease. And also, you can uh, follow a link to enter a, a DFS contest uh, for free where uh, the winner of each week will be placed in a contest in week 17 and the winner of that contest is going to have a chance to win two free tickets to see the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, Minnesota on February 4th. So uh, head over to rotoexperts.com DKMS. So Frank, have you put in a lineup uh, yet? Yes, I have, Joey. All right, so let's compare. So uh, my quarterback, Jameis Winston. Yours? I think that's a great play, and I am using Tom Brady. Like I said, start (laughs) all Patriots. I mean, I was thinking Brady. I mean, obviously, he's had a week and a half to stew. He's not done yet. Yeah, yeah it's just, the, 40 years. the, the oh, Patriots that. coming off yeah. a loss. I yeah. just think he he could go out there and have four or five touchdown type upside in, in a tournament setting where you know you have to try and win first overall. Right, I think he has legitimate legitimate upside. Yep, uh, two running backs. Marshawn Lynch and Dalvin Cook. Love what I saw from. We talked about Lynch. Loved what I saw from Cook in Week One. 
Yeah, I think Dalvin Cook is a good GPP play as well because uh, the Steelers' defense looked pretty good. So if other people are thinking that, they probably are not going to want Dalvin Cook in their lineup. So mm-hmm. you're kind of you're trying to zig when other people are zagging. I have Marshawn Lynch as well, and then I have Ty Montgomery. And yeah. I know these two are both very chalky plays, but you know sometimes even in a tournament type setting, if the play is good enough, where even if it's chalky. If everyone has it and you miss out on those guys who have monster weeks, then you are not part of that chalk, right. which is hitting. So, Ty Montgomery going up against the Falcons, who, like we said, allowed the most receptions, receptions to-, to opposing running backs just one year ago. Tariq Cohen carved them up, mm-hmm. and Ty Montgomery played t- 90% of the snaps last week. Yep. I think it's an easy play. Yep. Uh, three, uh, Two wide receivers. Uh, Michael Crabtree, we spoke about him. Great matchup against the Jets. Uh, and probably a little cheaper than uh, Amari Cooper, or just, you know, it's very similar. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is my other wide receiver. I mean, it's a no-brainer against the Colts, no? (laughs) And with John Brown being out. Especially with this being a PPR, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, We mentioned earlier that we still think he's going to get double-digit targets, uh, so I like that Larry Fitzgerald call as well. I have Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks in my lineup. Can't go wrong (laughs) with Brandon Cooks, the uh, connection with Brady. Um, and at tight end, who do you have? I have Kobe Fleener. So I went a little bit lower, but as long as Willie Sneed is out, we saw it just mm-hmm. one week ago that uh, you know he scored a touchdown against a good like Vikings said, defense. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can see Kobe Fleener going out there. Uh, maybe he doesn't score a touchdown, but could still provide a pretty safe floor of you know five receptions for 50 yards, something I, like that. I, I started Austin Hooper. Against uh, the Packers. A lot of points in that game, yeah. too, against yeah. the Packers and Falcons. Two flexes. I went with Doug Baldwin, uh, Seattle against San Francisco, and I went Leonard Fournette. I, look, we, we really didn't talk much about the Jacksonville offense, but look, they're going to take the ball out of Bortles' hands. I love Fournette for the season long. Yeah, 29 touches in that first week. I think that's a good call. I have Cooper Cup in my flex, Keenan Allen in my flex, Seahawks defense. Arizona defense. If you want to play against us, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. Thanks for tuning in on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update.